it's very very important to involve the principal actors the local farmers in the construction or building local policies that it provides better conditions better requirements that it include there in all the actions and the strategies of this territory Hello and welcome to the Power of the Public Plate podcast, brought to you by ICLE, Local Governments for Sustainability, and the UN One Planet Network, with your host, myself, Josephine Hinz, based in ICLE's Berlin office, responsible for global initiatives of sustainable, innovative, and circular procurement. And I'm Peter De Franceschi, running ICLE's Brussels office and global food program. ICLE is a European and global network of local and regional governments committed to integrated sustainable development. And the UN One Planet Network works as a multi-stakeholder community across six programs, one of which is committed to the implementation of sustainable public procurement globally. In this podcast, we explore the stories of champions of food procurement around the world. In each episode, we bring you insightful and inspiring stories of how the public sector can influence the food value chain by leveraging its purchasing power. Join us as we talk to public sector staff, policy advisors and experts to learn how to support smallholder farmers, serve healthy and nutritious meals, source locally and climate friendly. This episode, we travel to Manta in Ecuador, where we talk to Miriam, Joanna Zambrano Benavides. Johanna is the project coordinator of the Feeding Urbanization FAO Ecuador project. She has more than nine years of experience in territorial planning and monitoring of mitigation and adaptation measures to climate change in the agricultural sector. Joanna also works on the design and implementation of local strategies for resilience and sustainability of food systems. In this episode, we learn that Manta City is one of the first examples of local food procurement complementary to the country's centralized model. Wow, that sounds interesting. And in our conversation, we explore the benefits of this local approach with regards to healthy diets and regional supply chains. Without further ado, let's hear from Johanna. She's really one of the catalysts of this impressive project. And we bring to you Miriam Joanna Zambrano Benavides. A warm welcome to you, Johanna. It's really an honor to sit down with you and explore your work in Manta in Ecuador. It's really, really nice to, to talk to you today. Thank you, Josephine. It's a pleasure for, for me it is here in this moment with you. And I'm, I'm so curious, and I think our listeners would really appreciate to to um to know a bit more about manta if you can tell us a little bit more about the the city and the role of food okay uh, i i will talk about uh, the manavi the, the region of in the manta uh, manavi is a region located in the coastal area of ecuador it's the third more populous province of the country it's characterized for being a coastal area with a large part of its territory below 1,000 meters above sea level. Uh, also, the connectivity infrastructure in this territory has potentialities such as the seaport of Manta and the state road network that crosses 
the province and connects with important land terminals such as Santo Domingo and Guayaquil. Our economy is based mainly on agricultural livestock, aquaculture and fishing activities with around 39% of the economically activity population dedicated to this sector. Within the administrative division by the regional government, Puerto Viejo, along with the permanent Rocafuerte, Manta, Montecristi, and Jaramijo from the Metropolitan Administrative Region. Other point is this region has a diversity on landscapes that give it diverse productive characteristics. Generally, cereals are produced in the baileys, crops and other products like cocoa are found in the hills, while fruit trees are found in association with coffee and cocoa. There is also the availability of sea and land protein. The center of the province constituted by the Puerto Viejo has the role of dry port since the distribution and commercialization of products from all over the province and from outside of it. However, it's important to note that in the urban part of intermediate cities such as Puerto Viejo and Manta, there are problems of food insecurity, mainly due to the lack of access to healthy and nutritious food. It's, it's a general uh, view of the territory that uh, Manabi. It's really, really nice to get this picture of, of this uh, agricultural character of the region and, and also learning about some of the key challenges that you mentioned, um, namely the, the issue of access to healthy food. And uh, I'm really excited to start diving into the project you're, you're working on, right? The, the feeding urbanization project where exactly the sourcing healthy local food is at the core. Can you can you tell us a bit more kind of about the project, how it kind of started and, and what's kind of the central idea? The procurement project started as a part of a broader FAO project intent to structure and institutionalize a food governance mechanism in Puerto Viejo, as well as to develop a local food policy. Within this framework, food procurement for schools has been identified as one crucial element and main try point to a strange local, local food governance. The initiative aims to contribute to improving the food security and nutrition of Puerto Viejo inhabitants, especially to the 40,000 school children in urban educational establishments and the small producers which represent one of the most vulnerable groups in this region. To achieve the goals, local institutions, both of the department and local and the municipal level, are supported in the implementation of the new organic law of school food and 2020. This law guarantees children and uh, the right to food and nutritional in sustainable manner through inclusion of natural, fresh, and varied food, taking into consideration the interculturality of the student population, um, but the development of the local economy and family farming, and incorporating processes of oversight, participation, and permanent co-responsibility of the educa educational community. 
Despite the new law, in Ecuador school, food procurement is characterized by a centralized system in which contracts are currently awarded to a few large corporations through reverse auction cat catalogs for the supply of a set of industrialized food items, making it very difficult to linkages with the local agriculture and the introduction of fresh and diversified food. This is the, the most uh, effort that I will I am doing. Through the procurement project, support is provided not only the local institutions, but also the local scale producers and family farmers, thus better linking public food markets with local supply and providing broader benefits, not only in the terms of nutrition, but also in the terms of economic and rural development. It's, it's really inspiring to hear this, let's say, very holistic approach that you're doing with, with this project, not only looking at the local economy, but actually linking it with nutrition. Um, and as you mentioned, and I, I do want to unpack just for a moment the uh, procurement system a little bit more. You already mentioned in Ecuador, normally it's centralized, the food procurement, there it's it's normally going through a few big companies, which is often then linked with highly processed food items that are then served in, in for instance, school canteens. How is your project different? And, and how can you, let's say, make an exception uh, to the centralized procurement system? How is it possible? Well, as, as we mentioned above, the procurement model adopted in Ecuador for school foods was a centralized one, managed by the central government. So this model imposed many challenges for this, for the inclusion of local farmers and products. So it was important, therefore, to implement changes to move towards a more sustainable model which will allow complying with the nutritional, social, and economic objectives of the new law. We could identify some challenges in this process. First, we can mention challenges on the policy and decision-maker levels, both central and decentralized institutions, due to knowledge gaps about the current school feeding regulations and its practical implementation, besides the fact that the new law the new law, organic law of school food, forces the achievement of context-specific goals such as local economic and rural and rural rural development. So far, local institutions have played a marginal role in a public food procurement programs for school feeding. Uh, also, challenges related also to the adopt procurement process and in particular to certain participation requirements such as the registration at the online program platform and the need of specific certification schemes, which were very difficult to comply by the local and smallholder producers. So uh, with the project, we can change these two points and uh, work with the local farmers and strengthen linkages rural and urban. Right, so to overcome this barrier of, of um, all the kind of bureaucratic hurdles, for instance, right? And so kind of let, let's focus on the farmers a little bit more. Kind of what are, what is their reality right now and, and what's the, let's say, um, the, the change you want to create through the project? When, well, the farmers 
the project uh, above, above with three points. A survey first, a survey to understand the needs of small producers and cooperatives. It was started with a mapping of producers and since uh, um, mapping producers and organizations according to the productive dynamics and since season, season, the season of products. In this case, of pilot in so on orange through field trips by the technical team of the of the district and provincial governments volumes and production were estimated uh, to development of capacity building programs that allows cooperatives and producer organizations to meet the administrative and legal requirements of organizations the starting point was to comply with the administrative requirements of the United Register of Taxpayers and the accreditment by the Popular and Solidarity Institute of Popular Economics. At the same time, support was provided on legal, legal aspects concerning the constitution of the organizations, as well as support has been provided to the technical teams of the local government. For them, to support similar process with other producer organizations in the future. And the last, once of cooperative of producers, organization is, res, is regis, registered as a supplier. The invitation to participate to tenders is automatically sent through the platform to all suppliers located in the area where fund purchase has to be done. Right. I think this is really interesting to what you shared these uh, three points and and just to to understand it a bit more so one aspect is really to strengthen the capacity of the the local small farmers to know how to work um, to, towards supplying to the public sector market but actually another angle here is not only about training the farmers or the suppliers but to um, create an understanding at the local government level, right? So to train the procurers of, of how to how to do the procurement differently, that it's friendly towards the farmers, right? Yeah, it's very important the decision marker levels and the commitment to to, to them. In fact, the 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 local government of province, uh, its commitment to scale up the pilot the, the the piloting to the 22 uh, municipalities that i there that it had wow so so that's also the plan not to do just uh one but actually to to uh, share this model and apply it elsewhere yeah the the challenges and and the commitment to take the local government it's to provide to 22 municipalities to the model of a uh, more friendly to access and strengthen the linkages urban and rural yeah so you have that commitment right at the local level to to really uh, invest into into that let's say uh, local partnerships can you can you share can you kind of explain what are the advantages of this just to kind of take a step back and kind of explain to our listeners why is it so important to build these linkages i believe it's both of them the procurement model where a plotting represents an opportunity to provide children with fresh, local, and culturally appropriated food, contributing to their nutrition and food security. It's at the same time an opportunity to support small local farmers 
and cooperative or organization so increased and stable market access and support the production and broader consumption, consumption of certain types of products. Um, as mentioned before, the main reason for our efforts around local food purchasing was to support the implementation of the new scope feeding legislation. The legislation has among its objectives to use scope food procurement both as an instrument to promote the nutrition of the school children with fresh, culturally accepted products and support the local economy and agricultural development, as well as to support local farmers and their cooperatives through the access to public market opportunities. With the existing procurement model, this was not happening. This new and local procurement model was the way we found to do it and achieve these multiple objectives. Beside that, and in the framework of our urban food agenda, Locally sourced food for public procurement programs is also an entry point to stringent the rural urban linkages. So these programs can be implemented to catalyze food governance mechanisms at local level. That sounds all really amazing and, and you know, very tempting uh, as a model, but I'm sure there are also some challenges, right? I mean, we, we always say there there is this advantage from... Um, sourcing locally, working with small farmers, but I'm sure it's not that easy, right? It's not that straightforward. What were some of the, the challenges that, that you're facing or have faced? There are uh, different challenges. Uh, <laughs> I think the principal challenge is the commitment of central government because the policy food is centralized. So it's the most important challenges that I will uh, effort. And what, what do you mean by commitment from central government? Uh, with this uh, piloting, uh, this um, model is inspired to promote the, inser the insertion of uh, fruit. Also, uh, when the program process is uh, not friendly with the local farmers. Yeah. So with the CERCOP, it's Secretaría de Compras Públicas, it's a building a new re, a policy to improve the, the, the policy, the actual policy. So it's the challenge right now. So it's also, I, I understand, kind of a, a challenge really for the scaling out kind of, right? However, I'm also interested, and maybe you can kind of share a bit more, if we just um, focus, for instance, on one city um, for, for a moment and, and let's say um, the, the new collaboration with the local farmers, what are some challenges there, kind of, uh, if, you, if you think about how it will work in the future, because it's, it's a new way of, of the supply chain, right? For instance, the new ways of delivery is it is it very simple to establish all the logistics how, how does that look like within the framework of the FAO project which has the intermediary city of puerto viejo as main target right now manabi regional government has shown a concrete interest to scale up the approach in other cities theoretically if uh, the law is building to uh, access the far local farmers to platform but in, in practice this is still a big 
challenge, especially for the the administrative requirements that they have. Yeah, thank thank you for for that answer. And I do want to also explore a few other um, aspects of the project. But maybe as a as a last question about the collaboration with small farmers, how will it look like the collaboration? Will there be dialogues before procurement? Will there be other meetings? For instance, is it as straightforward as that kind of um, getting together, or how how will the work look like? They are in, involved in the meetings to construct the, the law, the new law. So it's, yeah, yeah, uh, the, 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 our, our farmers that are including el, the piloting, they are participate in the meeting to construct. I beginning, the action is the start, but I will in this year and, and to 2022, I continue to construct the new, the new law to circle. So I they they include in the meeting and the um, other other spaces to collaborate in the lines in the general lines and in the specific requirements for the future. So it's really amazing to hear that. The, the farmers are involved in building this new piece of legislation, would you say that actually looking at food procurement, having the right law in place, is that the game changer? Is that the most important bit to, to get right as, as a government? It's, it's the, the opportunity. The, the, uh, in fact, the actions that we are uh, testing in the project open a, a, a big opportunity for, for them. So it's uh, we can visibilize the efforts of local farmers. So it's uh, taking a protagonic role in the construction of the policy. Of the policy. Yeah, that's that's really good to hear. I think a lot of governments or other guests that we talked to as well, some of them really outlined or emphasized the importance of having the right legislation. In, in place, but I think in many um, cases, it's not just right yet. It, it's it's sometimes rather a challenge um, to work with the legislation right now. It's the beginning, but uh, I think that uh, it's a long uh, way. So, uh, especially the commitment of local government is it's the most important um, step that that they provide the. The, the, the space in these national meetings. So you would say the local governments in Ecuador, they play a very important role towards changing the, the whole, let's say, country-level legislation or, let's say, commitment to sustainable food? Yeah, because there are um, decentralized, decentralized actions. So the local governments will provide the... Uh, um, tools and um, local policy that it's calling up to the national policy. So it's important, again, the commitment and the, uh, the, the local government with the policy and including um, resources, economic resources to implement it, implementing the, the action. One question that I would like to pose is uh, really about indigenous people because Ecuador is very 
has a strong indigenous identity. I also find it quite amazing because so it, Ecuador is rich in biodiversity, in, uh, in uh, indigenous peoples, but also this division in three parts, right? The Costa, which is very lively, and then the, the, the Andean uh, region, which is a bit slow-paced with, uh, with and different indigenous, and then the Oriente, more the, let's say, the rainforest. But I wonder in the whole food uh, production, the logistics, let's say, in the whole food chain, and also supply, uh, to what extent are the indigenous people involved or do they play a role? In the target area of this project, uh, we are in the coastal region. So a considerable part of the population identify itself as Montubios. Uh, that is considered, considered as an indigenous population. This population is mainly liking to agricultural production, logistics, and food retailing. So uh, these actions, it's um, it's same to the other region, Sierra region and Orient, Oriente region, with the uh, method of me, methodological and practices that are uh, proven. So would you say that in terms of, of supply of, of small, small and medium-sized enterprises, of small uh, farmers, also the indigenous people and organizations and businesses benefit or is that rather difficult for them to join in? It still is yeah, difficult to access to the uh, platforms, to public uh, supplies. It's rather the big ones, the big companies. Yes, to, for, for companies uh, to provide to the centralized platform so it's an opportunity with pilot piloting uh, to prove the access with the local government so uh, local government local province governance they buy the, the the products to the local farmers so you you buy the food directly but are you also dividing it or considering dividing certain parts of the food in a small lots to say okay this we could let's say procure from a very small farmer or very particular one or maybe one linked to an indigenous people? Is, that a, is there a possibility or is that difficult? Is there a possibility, especially in the construct of the new law? Uh, there are uh, uh, extra points to these uh, characteristics, to the organization, organizations that have indigenous people. It's part of the uh, economica, Economia Popular y Solidaria. It's a denomination that we have. So there are uh, extra points in the qualification to access. And I'd be really interested to hear a bit more in terms of um, if you want to scale this model to 22 local governments, still their, let's say, um, context in terms of um, the type of vegetables or fruits. And, and also depending on the season, it, it will vary. So what is your recommendation to the local governments in terms of where to start? Like, would you recommend, for instance, to to focus on one fruit or a certain uh, vegetable? Kind of how how is the approach of, of the model kind of um, to accommodate for the local different context? It's important to the local government uh, know the territory. So I can suggest that it, uh, they can uh, begin with the fruit. The volume is, is high. So uh, I recommend that it's a first step beginning with the fruit. Then 
or fresh products. And so that's something that the government staff can learn from the farmers, kind of how the harvest will look like in, in a year and how much will be available from, let's say, this fruit and that fruit. And perhaps can you share a few examples of, of the fruits that we're talking about to make it more tangible? Yeah, the, the temporary fruits, it is important uh, to know the calendar, to the uh, uh, of balloon. So uh, in Manabi, in the example of Manabi, they have it's very clear the distribution of your territory, the dynamic product, the productive dynamic. So they have fruits in the north and vegetables in the in center and other type of fruits in the south. So in temporary, also they have the knowledge of this volume they can buy to the local farmer. Uh, so it's important, very important, the mapping of the cooperative and the organizations and the state of the production and the stock. One question that I had, and I think you haven't really tackled that yet, is uh, education. Does that, is that part of the school food, nutrition and procurement to also educate the children uh, to understand, make them understand about the food culture? You mentioned, you know, around the costa or where the food comes from, uh, special dishes. Uh, is that uh, part of the procurement, would you say? It's the culturally appropriated, and it's also the supply with the educational um, nutri nutritional education. So we have the GABAS, Guías Alimentarias Basadas en Alimentos. So it's the complement to the uh, provide to the feed, to the uh, uh, schools, the, the, the fruit. So it, it's together. They provided the fresh fruits, so the nutritional education with the foods appropriate, nutritional, and etc. Thank you. And how would you describe, how would you see it in general, the impact of, uh, of procurers and the role of the procurers with the food value chain from let's say, farm to fork, where would you say, what would you tell procurers in terms of when they purchase food, where they have most impact? Also in your thinking about your specific project. There are big efforts, uh, a big challenge, big challenge. There are a lot of efforts to fork to farm, uh, for example. Uh, so it's the pol local policy uh, still not the conditions to facilitate or to uh, improve these linkages. So because this point in the project, we can choose uh, with the, uh, so provide in, in, with the food, uh, the educational food in the schools. And to, to understand a bit better, if we imagine kind of a procurer working in, in Manta um, in, in the future with, with your policy being implemented and, and scaled out, um, how will their role change or how important is the role of a procurer in, in implementing the program? Well, I can say it's the most important. The local government, uh, it's making one part. But to scaling up to the uh, country, 
we need the commitment of centralizing because they also uh, buy to the local farmers. And so this experience uh, can provide to the uh, central government the tools and the lean, uh, and the lines, general lines to construct a, a, policy, a better policy. So what you're saying is that, let's say, the, the procurers working at a local level are not only very important to implementing the, the changes there in, in the cities, but actually also to make sure it all works well and they, they capture the experience and, and advise towards the central government in terms of how they can do better food procurement. Yeah. Uh, also, with the decentralized uh, government in the province, we, can, we have other institutions that are uh, that this decentralized government, but uh, this uh, is very difficult to access to the local producers, local farmers. So it's the opportunity to change this problem. Yeah, thank you. It sounds indeed like uh, a really big opportunity that that uh, you have right now, and also with the timing, with the change of legislation, with with the FAO supported project you're working on it it sounds very very promising indeed and i also wonder how this uh, how do you see the potential of that inspiring the rest of the region you said this is now in the coastal region so i wonder how do you see the chances or other is there already interest from the andean region or i don't know the the rainforest region oriente to to take that up or any other regions you know maybe in, in other countries yeah, this is the objective. The, 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 in fact, uh, we beginning with one city in coastal region, in one province, Puerto Viejo. Uh, Puerto Viejo city, Pro Manabí province. So then the local government, local province government, see the action and the impact with the local farmers, the commitment to scaling up to the all province. It's uh, uh, to 22 municipalities. So this is a, a very good example to, uh, to take the other regions. Considering Manabí is the third uh, province in extension in our country. So, uh, and, and the population the same. It's a, the third important uh, province in Ecuador. Thanks a lot, Joanna. We usually wrap up by asking for words of final words of wisdom. I mean, we heard already a lot of inspiring, uh, pioneering activities from your side. <clears throat> but uh, imagine you have now a group of procurers around you eager to hear from your experience a final words of wisdom. What would you tell them to transform the food system through, through procurement, you know, and impact the food value chain? What would be some advice you give them on, on the way? Some uh, words of wisdom from your side. I think the, it's 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 the opportunity to generate the change in 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 our cities. There are a good example the the commitment that the commitment uh, of a local government uh, it's important to create better conditions to local farmers and diversity of economies uh, the their economy. Uh, also, uh, 
improve the conditions of food security in the urban areas. So these rural linkages, rural urban linkages, uh, is strange with these efforts. That's uh, very inspiring, and and from. From what you were saying, I gather it's really an opportunity not only to create, let's say, diversity in the food and, and the nutrition that is being provided, for instance, in schools, but it's also about a diversity of economic actors to use the opportunity you have in Ecuador with this alternative local procurement to really diversify the um, suppliers and, and farmers that are involved in the public food market really i i think it's very very important to involve the principal actors the local farmers in the construction or building uh, policies local policies uh, that it provides better conditions better re requirements that is include there in all the actions and the strategies of this territory And with these examples, uh, we can uh, reply in other in other spaces of the same country or the same region that we improve the condition, the life condition of the rural and urban people. This is very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I really can't wait to hear how your policy and, and the project will roll out and implement um, in, in Ecuador. So thank you so much and, and all the best for, for the next steps. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to share the actions that we can take in this in this territory uh the next step i is, is coming up um uh we can work for this such an interesting conversation with johanna and I, i'm really impressed by this project really finding this alternative to the centralized food procurement system looking at what is possible at a city level. I think it's really impressive that they're making these first steps and also this idea that they want to scale up this model. I'm really curious to see where this is going. Indeed, I fully agree, Josephine, because as we heard, it's a centralized uh, procurement. And then again, uh, they try to include the local producers, which will not be an easy task and quite challenging because The more central, uh, the bigger the suppliers. So, I think it's really a good a good story, and uh, and bravo for 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 all the efforts to Joanna, I must say. So, thank you again, uh, Joanna, for joining us on the Power of the Public Plate podcast, and for your amazing work in Manta. And to learn more about the local food procurement project in Manta, check out the episode description. And if you like this episode, you can support us by sharing it with your colleagues and friends. We also invite you to listen to all the other episodes of this podcast and to connect with us on Twitter or on the websites at the UN One Planet Network, as well as ECLE, Local Governments for Sustainability. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you.